Welcome to Your Brand Amplified, the podcast where we interview marketers, publicists, and brands to learn their stories, what makes them tick, and tips and tricks that make a difference. To find out more, point your browser to www.princubator.com or look us up at Annika Jackson PR. Welcome back to Your Brand Amplified. And this week, I'm so excited to have Joseph Fung from Uvaro. Welcome, Joseph. Thank you, Annika. Thank you for having me. This will be a fun conversation. Absolutely. I'm really excited. I love your energy and what you're bringing. And I was telling you before we started that my last conversation was really around why sales is so important to the process. When you're an mm. entrepreneur, when you have a business, you can't leave out sales. If you, you can have a great product, but if you don't know how to sell it and you don't have that messaging and you don't have those people, then it's not going to succeed. Exactly. Exactly. So how has your journey been? What brought you to become the CEO of a tech sales career accelerator? Oh, wow. Uh, (laughs) A couple really easy bullet point versions. Uh, I'm a computer engineer by training, Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm a terrible engineer and should never be making anything (laughs) in production. Uh, Instead, I ran a number of startups. So I've run five companies that are all B2B technology companies. Mm -hmm. And for this latest venture, we're taking all the learnings, all the lessons that we had from those journeys and those successes and running a career accelerator. So we help people land careers in tech, uh, mostly through the sales organization. uh, And it's great. Every single day we get to help people accomplish their dreams. uh, And we're doing it mostly through tech sales. So we'll round about, but super fun. Yeah. So I was looking at your website and I noticed mm-hmm. that there are programs that you offer that people can do at no cost. Mm-hmm. And then you have, you know, you have a lot of different levels. So I wanted to learn more about how somebody finds you and decides that that's what they want to do. And then um, take us through the process of working with, with your company. For sure. So most people find us either through search or social. And when mm-hmm. they're searching, it's usually a job search. You know, mm. Someone who's saying, I, I need to move careers, I'm looking for advice, or maybe I'm looking for a work from home job. Uh, if it was on social, they might have seen one of our ads. Hey, here's this you know, bartender who's now earning twice or three times what they were. They're buying a house. You deserve the same thing. Um, but either way, they usually uh, participate by first uh, trying some of our free events. We have a lot of free online programming, mm. uh, but we also have some intense boot camps. And uh, those are paid, but we have a unique model where you don't have to pay up front. Uh, so they typically enroll in a program. Uh, about 90% of our members choose the deferred payment plan. So they don't pay until they land full-time work. So it's great for those in transition. Yeah. Um, but it's an intense program. They're put into a cohort of like-minded individuals who are looking to make that same kind of change. Uh, we do four-week and 12-week versions, a lot of intense training on technical skills, career direction, and then we introduce them to tech companies. Every day, software companies reach out to us saying, hey, we need more sales talent. Who's ready? And we get to facilitate some really great connections. And then they go on and do amazing things. And and we get to play a small part in that journey. Well, what I love about that is it's one thing I've been hearing a lot from different clients and partners, workforce development. Mm -hmm. Workforce development usually teaches soft skills, but it doesn't actually place people in positions Mm -hmm. with companies that need them. And so you're solving a big issue that's out there right now um, because you're not only training people on exactly what they need to know, but then you're also helping place them. That's huge. It's a, it's a massive thing. Um, for, for kind of those listening in, we clarify, um, placement agencies are specific kind of regulatory space, but that mm-hmm. also means like you would uh, kind of require someone to take the job you're putting them in. Um, so we're not doing a placement agency because mm-hmm. we don't force someone to take a role. Yeah. <laughs> uh, more of a matching service. Um, 
And that's really important because, uh, for example, that bartender example I mentioned, uh, that was a real example. Uh, and wow. when he came in, he thought he had no experience because he had no tech experience, no sales experience. But now he's selling scheduling software to bartenders and restaurant managers. Oh, my so, gosh. Yeah, he knows yeah. the buyer. Of course, <laughs> he's crushing quota. Um, and you would never uncover that because uh, like that company that's selling scheduling software to bartenders and restaurants, right. they might not uh, go hire a placement agency. Uh, yeah. So honestly, most of the work we do is helping people learn how to be targeted and translate mm -hmm. their skills into the right direction. Um, it's only about 14% of our members actually take a role with an employer who's already engaged with us. Usually we're just helping them with that direction and that aiming so that they're more successful in their search and their journey. Wonderful. Well, I, there's so many things I want to talk to you about because I just, your bio is amazing and a lot of the work that you're doing resonates, but I want to get to in, more into some of the stories that you want to share, like some of your success mm. stories, because you said that this is really what inspires and motivates you every day is helping people and, and honestly hearing the deferred plan that is such a huge challenge for so many people in the in who are looking for work and looking mm -hmm. to change careers is they don't have financial capacity uh, to take on programs. So this is just really, honestly, I think it's revolutionary. It's it's a lot of fun. We're making a lot of waves, and it's a nice place to be in. Um, but the reality is, in many ways, we've got the easier part of it. I mean, we we know our programming works. Mm -hmm. We have employers knocking on our door all the time. Uh, our members are the ones who take the big leaps of faith. Because they're changing direction, they're changing careers, and they often don't know where they're going to land. And I mean, you talk about you know, inspiration, kind of brand and people's journeys, and I learn so much from our members every single day. It's, mm. it's so energizing. Um, I, one that comes to mind, uh, she's such a delight. She uh, immigrated from the Philippines to Canada mm -hmm. uh, and super successful individual in her own right. Uh, she worked in uh, foreign exchange trading. So great understanding of finance and business. She was an international competitor in powerlifting, like heavy lifting, competing <laughs> at a national, international stage. So like a powerful woman in so many ways, uh, but having no local experience, mm -hmm. having no local educational history. Mm -hmm. uh, people were offering her all sorts of, of roles and recommendations. Like, well, I know some people who came from the Philippines and they got some housekeeping work. You know, maybe oh. we can do that. Like, oh, like painful conversations. Mm. Um, but if you want to look at someone who's got grit, determination, like a good mm. understanding of how a system is going to work, she's got everything. Uh, and then she, she went through our program and before she even completed it, landed a role, uh, again, not a space that she was originally targeting, mm -hmm. uh, but a company that sells bookkeeping services, mostly to tech companies and entrepreneurs. And her personal motivation was the fact that every day she's on the phone with someone saying, my bookkeeping is a nightmare. And you're solving this for me. And wow, I get more time with my family and my kids yeah. and such a huge uh, inspiration. And I mean, we're talking about really, really tight promotion time, really great success. She's been an wow. amazing, uh, an amazing uh, outcome, but it's so hard for people sometimes when they don't know how their past experience applies to that new situation. Yeah. There's a bit of path hunting and really all we're doing is we're offering uh, a little bit of cracking the door open so that they can blaze through. Uh, mm -hmm. That's, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, but I love that you're talking about transferable skills. So mm -hmm. you're talking about what people already know, industries that they might come from, or as you said, her grit and determination that she was going to be able to get the job done, even though it was a new field for her. And so I imagine you get a lot of people like that. Now, do you mostly work in Canada or do you 
I, I know in this day and age with everything being virtual, um, I'm sure that it's expanded a lot of opportunity for your company as well to reach other people that you might not have before. Uh, all over. We're spread across North America in terms of our, our members and the companies we work with. Uh, our sessions are live sessions. So we are restricted to that kind of Eastern <laughs> to Pacific time zone. We have a few night owls who participate from like Germany and South Korea, wow. but they're the anomaly. They're not the norm. Yeah. Uh, the ones who get me up every day, though, are we have a lot of Pacific Coast. So the folks in, in LA and in San Francisco and mm -hmm. Seattle say, you know what? I'm changing my life. I'm going to take this seriously. And they join the Eastern classes. Mm. So 6 a.m. They're joining you know, workshops on cold calling and things like wow. that. And and then they go and they start their work day full of energy and, and vim and vigor. And uh, mm -hmm. they, they always get me up. But uh, yeah, we are we are spread around and we have such fun stories in every geography. It's, mm -hmm. it's a delight. I get to hear a new cool story like that every single day. Yeah. You know, you can tell how much this inspires you. Are there any other stories that you wanted to share from um, people who've had a lot of success and coming through your doors? Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's so many. Uh, one that hit my radar yesterday, so super fresh, oh. uh, set a new record for us, which has me really excited. Uh, so this individual came in, had some sales experience. So, you know, this wasn't a, hey, sales, what's this thing? And so he was somebody who knew what sales was and uh, came into our program, uh, really embraced the challenges that we put in front of him. Mm. You know, some people, when you get a challenge, you kind of resisted it a little bit. He mm. did a great job saying, I'm going to let this wash over me. I'm going to learn a ton wow. of new things. <laughs> um, he set a target for himself on what he was going to earn. He's like, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to get. Uh, um, came through the program, was interviewing before he even finished. My gosh. Uh, but there was a couple of hiccups in the processes and the, the offer that he'd accepted fell through. Mm. And so, I mean, a really tough situation, but I mean, him, like everybody who comes in has a ton of grit. He's like, you know what? I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to roll. I'm going to aim, took all the, uh, uh, all the lessons learned and just landed uh, a role, uh, amazing role, 200 K on target earnings. My gosh. So set a new record for us in terms of total, um, twice what he was targeting when he, when he came out and, uh, it was awesome because the message I got for him was like, you've changed my life. I'm dedicating my theme song to you guys. And he said oh. over the, the clip. Yeah, <laughs> and that's, that's amazing because the reality is I've been very fortunate. The, you know, my parents, my mentors, the opportunities I've had as an engineer and an entrepreneur, um, I'm really fortunate in that you end up getting a lot of people who pull for you and mm -hmm. open doors for you. And the fact that we get to do that for folks who haven't had that same opportunity mm -hmm. is really fulfilling. And it's the best way to help reduce inequality. So we get to tackle some big problems in our day-to-day -day work. Yeah. And actually, that's a perfect segue because I was just going to ask you about some of your work in that area. Having been a successful five-time tech founder, CEO, multiple exits, you're, I feel like you're always finding new ways to help people through your skills and experience. Um, and not only through... Uvaro, but also through, or Uvaro, but also as an investor mm -hmm. into women-led companies and also sitting on boards, pledging money towards equity and diversity and inclusion. So talk about some of that. Yeah. Uh, it's a fun, it's a fun topic. I think uh, one of the things I've, I've always been very grateful for is that my parents instilled a strong sense of volunteerism and philanthropy mm -hmm. in, in myself and my sisters. And uh, that's something that we've always you know, tried to do. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I found always challenging in the tech industry, and if, if any of your listeners are tech entrepreneurs or CEOs, they may have heard or seen the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, I think because we often take money in from outside investors, mm -hmm. we often don't talk about philanthropic activities. Mm. And, you know, we kind of hide behind this idea that, well, we're stewarding other people's money, so we can't just give it away. Or, um, you know, I'm 
uh, confidential about my own financial position. So I don't want to tell my employees what they should do. And mm. I think we lose a little bit of, uh, you know, the good work that a lot of family run businesses do. Mm. You see a lot of family businesses like restaurants, auto dealerships, local businesses giving back, like wearing their philanthropy on their sleeves. And I think in a lot of tech, we don't do that. So mm. I've always tried to choose channels that set a good example of ways that you can give back and uh, you know, spread that word within the tech space. Uh, so I don't mean things like be on the radio all the time or be on ads right. all the time, but uh, things like donation matching programs for your staff. Mm. If you do that, you've got a good reason to speak about it. Yeah. Um, things like uh, the pledge 1%. We donated 1% of our company's equity. Okay, great. We're not giving money away, but we gave a chunk of our equity away and we can talk about that now externally mm-hmm. or to our staff. Yeah. So for us, I think the two big pillars we're pushing right now are uh, the equity. We gave away 1% of our equity and we uh, launched a community fund uh, with the local foundation mm-hmm. where we all donate uh, out of our payroll deductions to put it into a foundation uh, that's growing. Uh, which nice. means even if we have a if we had a bad year and we can't donate anything or someone buys the company and they don't have a philanthropic bent, uh, mm-hmm. there's still that foundation giving every single year. Uh, yeah. So we're setting up the stage for giving in perpetuity. And I think that's a good way to leave the world better than we, we found it. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we make it easier for other entrepreneurs and CEOs to say, hey, I'll do that too. So that's what Absolutely. we're trying to do. Absolutely. And I agree. You have to just keep talking about it. I, I think mm-hmm. with my team, you know, on the marketing and PR side of things, um, I'm almost too transparent with my team sometimes about where we are because we're still yep. in startup mode and we're very new. We started during the pandemic. Um, yeah. But a lot of our clients are tech entrepreneurs who are, their projects are based in the equity space, whether it's mm-hmm. bringing financial equity, but the way to do that is through teaching kids about FICO scores through, you know, they put in their chores and they get a score that mirrors a FICO score, like just innovative ways to help create that equity within ingrained into their programming Mm -hmm. into their tech. Um, And so I love that you're talking about other things that as entrepreneurs, we should also be considering whether it's giving um, a percentage of equity in our companies, doing matching programs, really making sure that we're showing up for our employees and for our teams and being able to show that to, that to our clients too. Um, because then you attract like attracts like, right? Like yep. attracts light. Yeah, it does. And it's also just good business. I yeah. mean, we see like everyone talks about stuff. I want to build a big company like Google or maybe like Facebook or something. Mm-hmm. And you look at how much money they have to spend right now to manage the PR, the governance risks, oh, all of that <laughs> stuff. I mean, you know, doing it right from day one makes it way easier than trying to change direction when you're way too big. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you also have a podcast. We do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, one of the things we see is that people get success, uh, find success in sales from all walks of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they really do come from everywhere. And with the seller's journey, we try to highlight people who have achieved success who come from unusual backgrounds. And mm-hmm. We've seen folks who went to college knowing they wanted to be sales reps. We've seen professional athletes who left due to injuries. We've seen entrepreneurs who said, I need to get a job. We've seen people who walked into the wrong interview and got the job. Oh my gosh. (laughs) The the reality is like anybody can be successful in sales. Some of it is just getting over that mental block that, Mm -hmm. well, maybe I have to be extroverted. Maybe I have to be really good at public Mm -hmm. speaking. You know, maybe I have to like convincing people to do something they don't want to do. Like, no, none yeah. of that's true. Uh, you could be yourself. 
like I say this, you know, myself, you could be your quirky, introverted, you know, <laughs> tacky geeky self and still succeed in sales. And <laughs> that's what we try to highlight in the podcast. Yeah. I, I, I love that. Um, because I do think people always have this impression that you have to be super extroverted and super on all the time, but really you're there to help solve people's pain points mm-hmm. and make their lives easier and better. Oh, and you can hit the nail on the head. A lot of people think it's about persuading people to do things that they don't want. It's really about uncovering problems and then solving them. Mm-hmm. And if you can't solve them or there's no problem, you should stop selling to them. And <laughs> that's a great way to prioritize your time. You'll be yeah. an effective sales rep if you do that. Yeah, I love it. Uh, so what is next for you and all of your endeavors? Oh, it's, it's a lot <laughs> of fun. We, we did. We just announced our Series A. So we'll be mm-hmm. investing in our team, our services to... Bring, bring more offerings to our current uh, members, as well as make our tools available to more geographies, more time zones, more mm-hmm. areas. So uh, expansion is a big thing. Wonderful. Uh, I think the second thing is also just telling our stories better. Uh, yeah. You said being in startup mode. You know, we've spent the last year, year and a half heads down, really focused on the success of our members. Mm-hmm. And we don't do a great job of telling that story mm-hmm. as much as I love it. I mean, there's areas for us to improve, like on our website and our social. And so we'll focus <laughs> on getting those stories out. But those are the big things that we're emphasizing for the next little while. Wonderful. Right. Uh, and how do people find you on social? Speaking of social. Totally. Uh, folks can hit us up as a company at uvaro.com or uvaro life on most social. Uh, me personally, I'm always happy to connect too. Uh, I'm on most social platforms as Joseph Fung, all one word, lowercase, and happy to connect. So if you're listening and you want to reach out. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I definitely have a few people I'm going to connect you with. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So who I think will be mutually beneficial um, for your journey and what your company is doing. Um, So before I ask this last question, is there anything else that you want to talk about or you want our audience to have as a takeaway when, if they're thinking about switching careers, if they're thinking about going into sales? Um. It's interesting. I didn't have anything else, but as you asked, I realized, especially for folks who are listening in who are CEOs and founders and as they're hiring, um, for those sales roles in particular, uh, it's really good to not just search where you assume you need to search. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks, when they're hiring, fall into the same trap. I, I need an extroverted uh, person who did team sports, who uh, grew up using tech, and, and maybe mm-hmm. they can you know, use tech. Mm-hmm. The reality of sales is about uncovering problems, uh, figuring out your system and then working it. So you need that grit, determination, and you can find that in unlikely places. So keep your mind open. Nice. And and come talk to your company, find those people as well. I can do that for sure. <laughs> you can do a little but, plug. <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, it's like, yes, that's great. Uh, but it's even the people you meet when yeah. like, who are serving you at the restaurant, you know, people who are connecting you, like it's all over, you'd be surprised. Yeah. Um, yeah, folks often just assume it's the uh, stereotypes and you can do more and you can hire better too. Yeah, I love that. It's yeah. a great philosophy for all of us to think about, not just for salespeople, but everywhere in our company. You just never know where people are going to come from. Um, so I always ask what your favorite quote is to end our conversation. <laughs> it's it's funny because our team hears me talk a lot about sales, a lot about culture, but mm-hmm. they just... They just Honestly, personally, uh, Catherine Aird is a great crime writer, and I love the way she says, uh, if you can't be a good example, you'll just have to be a horrible warning. Oh my gosh, wow. You've got to really put your energy in. Either do it really well where people can learn, or you're going to be a big warning for others. So 
Amazing. Uh, focus and do the best you can. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you are um, smiling and taking the positive aspect of your quote out. Oh, it is. Absolutely. Because yeah. Yeah, in all honesty, even if I screw up and it's a big mistake, well, maybe it's a warning tale for somebody exactly. else. There exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's the only way to look at it. Well, Joseph, thank you so much for bringing your energy to our podcast today, um, sharing some information about you and your programs and just inspiring people. I think if anybody's looking for a career change and you're looking at sales, definitely check out your programs. Um, I liked going on the website and a couple of things that you said, I'm like, oh, well, I'm not looking to change careers, but I do want some training or next people we could use training in one of those areas. So we'll have to check it out, you know, anyway. So well, there we go. We, we can chat more about that after. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate your time and audience. Thank you again for listening to another week of Your Brand Amplified. I'm your host, Annika Jackson, here with Joseph Fung, and I'll be back again next week. Want more tips and tricks? Check us out online at www.annikapr.com, on social media at Annika Jackson PR or join our three-month PR Incubator Bootcamp for small businesses via www.princubator.com.